Welcome to the Airborne Youth Podcast. Today, you'll be hearing a message from Josh McGreedy. Hey, guys. How you doing, Chug? How you guys doing? Yeah? Hey, wasn't tonight awesome? Guys, I just feel like it was a little appetizer for what's going to happen on Friday. I'm telling you... Um, I am so excited for what God's going to do. I don't know how many youth groups we have coming, but it could be 20. It, it might not be. I'm not saying, but it could be. And um, I'm just anticipating an explosion of the presence of God. So I'm telling you, so you start thinking about it and getting excited. Um, so, oh, I want to show you this. I'm going to give you a Leona update. Is that Okay. Okay, Zion, you will be my iPad holder. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, you're about to see something. Are you ready? Can you back up, iPad holder? Okay. All right, so this was Monday morning. We had prayer together, me and Leona, for about an hour. Okay, lift it, lift it higher. Ready? She took her first steps. It wasn't the first, first time, but she was never in a room that big. And um, she thought she was like in a, a giant playpen. So she was trying and trying. So, okay. So anyway, she's awesome. I'm in love with her. It's probably how God feels about you guys. Yeah, sorry. I'm thirsty. Um, so guys, I, I, I want to talk about, you guys probably don't even remember the last time I spoke and what I spoke about, but. Uh, we played that prophecy from Bob Hazlett, and he gave this ridiculous word about a youth revival that was about to start here, like had never been before, and a youth worship team and all this stuff. And I spoke about how um, the way to a promise is through relationship. And so I want to kind of jump back on that, and I want to hit it again, because I really feel like that's all God is inviting us into. It's not to be some sort of superstars. He just wants to be friends with us. And, uh, you know, God's primary purpose for your life, the reason he created you, oh, I had my wife on FaceTime. She just hung up. <laughs> the reason, the reason that he created you was not so you could have a destiny and do great things. It wasn't. It wasn't for what you would do. The primary reason that he created you was so you could be in relationship with him. You were actually made just to be his friend. You know, I know people want to glorify God, but I don't know if you saw the Old Testament. Nobody could do it. Nobody could even come close to it. You know, I, uh, I used to play co-ed soccer. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But <laughs> I had a concussion, so... Anyway, I, I played and um, I played soccer, and there were these people there, and uh, they, I was like, "Why do you why do you play soccer?" And they're like, "Oh, this is this is great." They said, "I just come out to run around," and and there's like these guys just running around. They don't care if they kick the ball. I'm like, "You don't even understand the purpose of why you're out here. You're just running around. The idea is to score a goal. Do you really know why you're alive?" Do 
you understand the purpose for you existing? That you were made for relationship. And I'm not telling you this to scare you. I'm telling you this to take all that pressure off of you and to say, oh my gosh, this is so much easier than I thought. So God will never give you a promise that's bigger than the relationship you have with him. Yeah. It's so wonderful. I'm telling you, this is so easy, guys, what God's inviting us into. It is so easy. It's ridiculous. You know, um, it says in 1 John uh, 2.6, it says, um, anybody who says they know God and basically they sin, it says that they're a liar and the truth isn't in them. Guys, that does not mean that if you sin, you can't know God. What that means, that if you know God, you won't sin anymore. Did you hear me? If you know him like he really is, it will change the way you are. And it'll it'll deal with the issues of your heart. You know, his, his great dream for you is not saying, if you would just try a little harder, we could get this thing to work. That is not his dream for you. You know, what if it wasn't just promises that were connected to knowing him? What if it was actual freedom was connected to knowing him? You know, um, see, there's this idea that if we just dig in a little more, I'm not saying you can't dig into God. I'm talking about the primary source of power. You know, some of you might think, man, I just need God to give me a break. Do you know if you had a thousand breaks from God, you would not be who you want, he wanted you to be? That you weren't made for a break. You were actually made for the full glory of God. And until you experience it, you can't be you. You were made for the full face of God, full relationship with God. And until you experience that, these promises, you know what? They're just a byproduct of us connecting in this way with God. And so, in a way, I want to make you guys totally hopeless. That you think, if I don't have all of God, I can never be free, and I can never be me, and I can never fulfill my destiny. And to think, man, I was just made for relationship. I'm telling you, what I'm trying to do is bring all of your focus into one thing. Where you think, this is the key to my entire future. Um. You weren't made for the the crumbs of heaven. They can't do anything for you. You were made for full intimacy and encounter. All of your promises are inside of full intimacy and encounter. And so I wanted to talk about this. I was praying about this and I saw um, these like zombie demons. I didn't actually see zombie demons. I had an imagination. I just want to make that very clear. And I saw a bat, and I saw on the side of it, it said covenant. And I saw you guys picking up the bat and striking down these zombie demons. And I feel like there's something um, about understanding God's heart and how firm it is to, under, to, to connecting with him in relationship. And, you know, I want to go back to the Old Testament. And, um, you know, a, a covenant is like, you know, and I'm going to use really lame terms here, but I just... It's like a promise on crack. (laughs) I mean, when God makes a covenant, it's like every spiritual law 
Every natural law, every scientific law must obey that covenant. Everything is measured by that covenant. Okay? So, um, and this is Old Testament. This is the prophet Jeremiah. And um, he's prophesying. And there's, there's just this thing that I want to release to you, okay? And so he's prophesying. He said, there's a day coming. I'm going to make a new covenant. And he says this. And no longer will each one teach his, his neighbor, um, saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me. All right? He said, from the least of them to the greatest of them, declares the Lord. And this is what I want to key on. I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. First of all, that sounds like relationship was the destiny of every human. Each one will know me. But um, I will remember their sin no more. You know, what if when God looked at you, he so lives in the moment, and because he doesn't remember your sin, he doesn't even see your sin. He just sees your value. That when he's looking at it, he can't even see your sin. What if Jesus actually took all sin for all time, took it to himself, and now all that's happening is God is trying to get his love into people. You know, it says this in 1 Corinthians 13. It says, love keeps no record of wrongs. Do you know God loves you? And that when every single one of you, when he looks at you, I don't think he sees anything wrong with you. I don't think he even sees what you did wrong. His main interest is not your sin, but your heart. You know, I was, uh, I'll say this first. When Jesus said, it is finished. I want you guys to feel and to know how powerful and how complete that was. Like, it was actually, he defeated all demons for all, all time, healed every disease, healed every nation, all torment, everything. Everything was wiped out in that move. And so my question is, are you living under the covenant of God? Are you taking the bat that is yours, that strikes down the oppression that's before you? Um, last week, I was... I, uh, oh, I'll tell you, this is awesome. So we had on our first fruits. Um, did anybody give first fruits? Oh, if you didn't, oh, look, I highly recommend it. We had like the top on our list. God, we want our family to get touched and saved. And we gave our first fruits. Um, three days later, uh, my sister-in-law, who has a boyfriend and a, a child, calls me or calls uh, my wife and says, hey, They're not going to church. He's not saved. It's not a good situation. They call us and they say, hey, can we come and meet with you? They said, we want to bring God into our life. 4D printing. No, I'm telling you. Listen, he comes and I didn't know what I was going to say, but I just start talking. And all of a sudden this thing comes up inside of me. I said, you know, when Jesus said it's finished, I said, it is absolutely done. And I said, never again. If you say yes to him, never again do you have to fear about anything. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how you feel. It is a done deal. And I saw this thing come over him. And it was the peace of God and the rest of God. And he said, well, why wouldn't I? Listen. It is finished. There is not a wrestling match in your life for anything. It is finished. 
It is finished. If you don't have a bat in your hand, I think you should get one. Some of you guys can have two of you one. Use it for somebody else. In Isaiah 54, I'm going back to the Old Testament because I want us to see what we're living in and appreciate it. Uh, Isaiah 54. And Isaiah is prophesying about this. It's the eternal covenant of peace. Bam. Okay. And this is what he's prophesying. I want you to know God's heart for you right now. Okay. Um, With everlasting love, I will have compassion on you. And this is how he compares it. Like I swore in the days of Noah, and I swore that the waters of Noah should never again go go over the earth. I have sworn, listen to this, that I will not be angry with you. And I will not rebuke you. For the, mar- the mountains may depart, the hills may be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall not be removed from you. I am the Lord who has compassion on you. If you take out those mountains, you can take out God's love. Do you understand that I promise you, even the unbeliever, he is not angry at? That he's not disappointed in any part of who you are. That your problem is not that you're bad, it's more that you're ignorant. God's not angry with you. He doesn't have a penalty box. He doesn't have time out. He has one agenda. You know, you don't know what God would do? There he is hanging on a tree saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. All I want is your heart. All I want is relationship. All I want is for you to know me. You know, this doesn't mean he doesn't father you. And it doesn't mean he doesn't discipline you. It's just that when he does it, he does it with full hope in you, full commitment to you, fully walking with you, walking you fully out. It's not like you're naughty, that's it, you're bad. No, he's like, no, no, I want to help you get somewhere. Everything he does for you is actually to mentor you to become better. There is not a naughty list in heaven. But there is everlasting love that's staring at you and saying, come up here, come closer to me. You know, I feel like sometimes we, uh, we underestimate his commitment to us. We underestimate his loyalty to us. This is covenant. We underestimate how invested he is in us and how intentional he is with us. Look at every single one of you guys, you were created for the glory of God. And I'm not talking about trying real hard and saying, glory to the Lord. No, I'm saying you were made for the glory of God. You were made for relationship. You were made for a personal connection and intimacy with the very glory of God, with the very person of God himself. Not to be spectators of a revival, but to be friends with him. And so, I remembered a story. You know, uh, this is Heidi Baker. And um, Heidi Baker had this orphan, and um, this orphan, she took him in, she picked him out of the dumps, she gave him a place to sleep, and she gave him meals as much as he could eat every day. 
But every night he would get up and steal his food for the next day. He didn't understand Heidi's heart for him. He didn't understand how much he was loved. So instead he lived out of this way, like he actually had to take care of himself and sneak around. And so guys, here's my question. Do you know how much God is gonna care for you? And do you trust him? And do you trust him? You know, he wants best friendship with you, not religious following, not airborne following. He wants best friendship with you. And I just want you to understand how steadfast he is. He's not a man that he would lie. There is, I mean, listen, there's an eternal covenant of peace over you, over your existence. It says that uh, perfect love casts out fear. You guys, perfect love is not a reward for mature Christians. Perfect love is what's pushing in against you right now. If the love of God you know isn't getting fear in a headlock right now, it's not God's love. Fear is like that little boy getting up in the middle of the night trying to take care of itself. Listen, God is your father, and I'm telling you, he has a full plan, a full destiny. He's got full coverage on you. He is all in, all the way. I think he'd die for each one of you guys again. Can you feel it's finished in your heart? Do you have that peace? Are you living out of the covenant? I think there's a misunderstanding of the depth of his love or we think he could ever give up on us. God will never give up on you. He has as much hope in you right now than he did at the very beginning. All he has when he looks at you is hope. And the only thing he wants from you is your heart. And if he can have your heart, everything else is gonna come into line. So, What he has for you is perfect love for every moment of every day. And you know, the fullness of encounter and access to heaven is not because you went to an airborne retreat or because you went to an encounter night. The fullness of heaven and a full encounter happens the moment that you believe the truth. The very moment you say, I am perfectly loved. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. The fullness of encounter is yours. Listen, you guys are in a, a, God is a covenant God. The fullness of it. I'm not saying a little bit, perfect love is not a reward for mature Christians. It's meant to be your bread right now, right here today. He fully loves you every day. And are you living in the truth? I mean, I'm not saying, are you a good Christian? I'm saying, are you living in the truth? Understand, when you live in the truth, it changes you. Or are you running a treadmill of self-effort that actually ends up making you hate yourself and distancing yourself from God? Listen, it's the love of God that actually transforms you. 
It's the love of God that heals you. Every promise he has over your life is inside a relationship with him. Listen, I want to gather all of your energy, all of your hopes, all of your dreams, and put them in one thing, in just knowing him. And watch this revival and all these promises come to pass and then be less significant in this relationship. You know, I saw this uh, picture of a, I think this is, it's called a cardiogram. Is someone a nurse? Yeah. Yeah, it's for your heart. That's right. I think it's this thing where it goes beep, 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 and it'll actually like maps out the heartbeat. And I thought, man, God, it's not about Sundays and Wednesdays. It's about having the cardiogram of the Father's heart for you. He said, abide in my love. You guys know what it actually feels like to be loved? He's proud of you. It's like you won something. It's like it feels so good to be loved. And I'm telling you, it's not a Sunday, Wednesday thing that God wants to give you a cardiogram so you're so in touch with how it feels. Like Jesus said, this is my beloved son whom I'm so well pleased with. And I'm telling you, there's a delight and a consistency with it. You know, fullness is not what you're containing in a moment. Fullness is about flow. It's about reading the cardiogram of the Father and how he's feeling all day long. Come on, it's relationship, which is, it's not a moment, it's not an impartation like that. It's you walking with God and having no fear about tomorrow because all your days are his days. You're not, this love isn't about being lucky. It's perpetual, it's total, and it's eternal. It is flowing over you right now. It will flow over you all night. It will flow over you tomorrow morning. It'll flow over you Friday. It'll flow over you. See, each one of you, Your social status can't give you what you actually need. Your parents can't give you what you actually need. Your friends can't give you what you actually need. All your desires in the natural, they can't give you what you need because you were made for the very glory of God. You were made to have friendship and relationship with him in a way that causes the world to say, oh my God, God is real. I want to make you hopeless and full of hope. That you don't think being a musician or being on the platform adds anything to your identity. That makes you feel any better about yourself. If that's making you feel better about yourself, you're missing the love of God and you're missing the relationship that will actually establish you. So, what I'm saying here with this covenant and relationship is this. I want you guys to understand the power of truth. The power of the truth of the gospel. Encounter is not going on one of these retreats. Encounter is what happens. I'm telling you, the moment that you actually believe who he said he is and what he said he's like, and you stop letting any demon disqualify you. Any mistake disqualify you. And you stand there saying, I am fully loved right now. There's no reason I should 
diminish this, dumb it down, or reduce it. Watch the encounter that happens. Watch the flow that you enter into. You know, I was reminded, I don't know if I told this story before, but I had a, um, a little nephew, and his name was uh, Christopher, but he said, Christopher. <laughs> he was little, and uh, I don't know, I was probably like 12, and he, he was much smaller, but I used to do this thing where I would take his nose. And um, he, it, you know, it wasn't funny for him. He was, he was just like, holy cow, my nose. And I would always do it because I was, I was not nice, but I'd do it before his family was about to leave my house. And they were about to leave, and I'd sneak in, boom, and I'd run out like this. And um, they would actually have to turn around and come back to the house. So I would give him his nose back. And he was terrified. Listen, you know what that is? That's the lies of the enemy that keep you thinking you need to come back from God. You need to come back into his presence. You know? No, listen. The enemy can't take your nose. It's a blood covenant with God. You are secure and safe. And you always will be. All the days of your life. I'm telling you. This is relationship. This is relationship. You cannot go from his presence. Nothing can disqualify you. Come on. Yes, that's a whammy. You know, somebody told me I said this. They say, we're the fish. Creation is the fishbowl. And God is the water. Listen, it's impossible for you to come into God's presence. You are always in God's presence. You are, you are the temple of his presence. Where he is, you are. There's a different dimension of reality God wants to release among us. A different comprehension of truth. No one's taking your nose. Do you have your covenant back? Is truth a category in you? You know, I'm not... I'm not talking about opinion. I'm not trying to encourage you. This gospel is absolutely authoritative. I'm talking to you about the truth. I'm talking to you about reality, about freedom. This is not an opinion. This is more real than the ground we're walking on. And it is your inheritance. You know, and I just, just two pictures quick. Um, because there's two parts to this. Remember a couple weeks ago when I had us come up and prophesy? And they were the people in the envelope. You know, it, it says in, I think Isaiah 54, 55, it says that, to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And then it's this prophecy about Jesus. But do you understand that at all moments of every day that God's hand is like this? That it's extended toward you. The arm of the Lord is extended before you perpetually. Right now, it's before you. But it has no power unless you put your hand in his hand. Jesus said this in, I think, John 10. He said, I am the door. The biggest open door of your entire life is Jesus. The only way that that makes any difference to you is if you walk through him. 
the most powerful covenant, really, literally the most powerful thing that has ever entered the earth is this covenant. And it's waiting on your participation for this power to be released. There's nothing we will value in this move more than Jesus himself. There will be no greater boast than our blessed opportunity to walk through that door and know him. And so I want you guys to get a revelation of instant glory, instant encounter, perfect love. You are not people of seasons. You're people of new creation salvation. And I just think God wants to raise the level of truth in here. And this is what's going to set people free. It's not waiting on the Holy Spirit to come. It's saying the Holy Spirit's going to come because of what Jesus did. And I feel a giant invitation from God. Will you be my friend? Will you put your hand up in mine? And will you walk through the door? Will you sup with me? Will you fellowship with me? You were made for glory. And I promise you, nothing else will do. You will be dissatisfied or living off of the affections of others for these momentary trophies until you get to encounter him face to face. So, sorry, it's so quiet. I need more jokes. (laughs) Um, So this is what I want to do. I want the worship team to come back up and um, I want to go back into that song, Oh, How He Loves Us. And I feel like, um, guys, you're so blessed. You're so blessed. God is going to, he's going to set you guys free in a long-term way, in a substantial way, in a real way, in a manifest way. And he's going to do it because of love. You know, it says this. Listen, if you have any fear in your life, it's because you don't realize how perfectly you're loved. You don't understand how intensely he's looking at you. Not for you to perform or do something, but for you to look back and understand how much of himself he's actually giving to you. So I ask you, when you think in your heart, when you, when you go to bed, do you, do you hear this in your heart? It is finished. Do you hear that? Do you really hear it when you close your eyes? Or is there a door of deceit where he whispers to you about how you're not enough? Do you really hear it? The thunderous power of the gospel ringing through you, shooting through your veins? Do you have real peace in your life? He did not love you partially. He did not love part of you. He did not love some of you. And when you wake up in the morning, do you really think that The reason for this day is for relationship. 
The reason that I'm getting to breathe and walk around is to actually talk with God, to walk with Him without doubt, without suspicion of His motives. That I don't need to steal any food. I don't need to steal any blessing. That I can actually trust Him. Is your heart aimed at the same thing His is for you? Are you in touch with perfect love? Is it something that's familiar to you? Do you have his cardiogram? Can you feel how he feels? Can you feel his delight over you? This podcast was recorded live at our Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, visit airborneyouth.com.